think it's totally time for you to have a beer if you'd like to go for it. Well, hello, ladies and ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 84 of the Jake This of Jake Johansson podcast. I'm Jake Johansson, so this is episode 84. You're you, I'm me. Here we go. Where am I? Well, right now I'm in Columbus, Ohio, where I've been over the weekend, and thank you to everyone who stopped out uh, to the Columbus Funny Bone here at uh, Easton Town Center, Pretend Town Mall in Easton Town Center. Columbus Funny Bone. Thank you, everybody who came to the show. There were podcast listeners who came to the show, so especially thank you to you, podcast listeners, and thank you to one of the listeners who brought me some spam. Now, I have requested in the past that you not spam me, but people think it is funny to bring spam and give it to me, and as a matter of fact, my daughter enjoys the spam, and so I'm going to take that home to her, and we're going to eat the spam, and uh, I will not accept any opened cans of spam. These have to be factory-sealed and uh, that's fine. Although, actually, let me take it back. There's no need to bring spam. Just coming to the show would be great. But thank you so much to the podcast listeners who came out to the Funny Bone this weekend. What a great time I had here. And uh, I had a conversation that you're going to hear next week with my friend Dino Tripodis that uh, is going to be great. So you check in next week to the Jake This of Jake Johansson podcast for that. This week, I have a guest. And this guest is a Canadian guest who stopped by my house and enjoyed a conversation. Well, I can't say whether he enjoyed it, but I think he did. I enjoyed it. We enjoyed. I hope we enjoyed. I think I know I did enjoy the conversation that I had with Mike Wilmot. And you can be the judge of whether or not we had a good time, because that's the rest of this episode when I finish telling you some things that I'm about to tell you. And the first thing that I'm telling you is that next week... February 19th to the 22nd, and these dates are in 2014. Next week, I'll be in Austin, Texas at the Cap Cities Comedy Club, February 19th to 22nd. And then March 7 and 8, I will be at Wise Guys in Salt Lake City, Utah, which I've never been to before. So I'm looking forward to seeing the Utahians who come out to the Wise Guys March 7th and 8th. March 14th through 16th, I'm going to be in Tempe at the place... I think I'm at the place that used to be the Tempe Improv. I have to put these dates up on my, on my website. I don't have them up right now, but I'm going to get them up. I am. But if you Google me and Tempe, you should be able to. <laughs> How about that? There's a little detective job. Sure, I could put this on my website. Sure, I could do that. I'm going to try and tweet these types of things. But uh, March 14 through 16, I'll be in Tempe, Arizona. And you can come see me, and I'm pretty sure it is at the Improv. But I'm pretty sure that's what they still call it. But I can't. But I say pretty sure. I'm not a million percent sure. There's no such thing as a million percent. Well, there is, but it doesn't happen very often. I'm going to be at the Punchline in San Francisco April 17 to 19, and then I'm going to go to the Jazz and Heritage Festival in New Orleans, Louisiana, at the end of April, as I do every year. That's vacation. That's just where you and I could meet up for a, a good happy dancing time, as my friend Jeb likes to call it, happy dancing. So come on out to San Francisco, Punchline, April 17th and 19th. I'm going to put these dates up on my website. I've also got a Letterman appearance coming up that I am pretty sure is scheduled to happen on February the in that last Friday of what? Oh, come on. Do, you know, a person could prepare if they were me. If you had your own podcast, you'd like to know when you were on Letterman, so you could tell everyone, and I'm pretty sure I'm on Letterman on February 28th. 
but I'm not, as I say, a million percent sure because I just found out about this on Friday, and right now it's Sunday, and I can't call the person who told me the thing to clarify the information. I have to get the podcast out because the show must go on, ladies and gentlemen. The show must go on. And what can I tell you? Can I tell you a little story about Columbus, Ohio this week? Well, it's been snowy, a little snowy, spitty snow. You know, the world is set up so that you really have to have a car. And I've been here when it's not been snowy, and you can walk from the mall that I'm, <laughs> the mall where I'm living, to the other mall across the street where the sporting goods store that I wanted to go was when it's sunny. But when it's snowy, there's not really a sidewalk, and there's not really a way to even where there is a sidewalk get to the sidewalk from the parking lot without walking way around to where cars, the way cars do it. So if you want to cross the street, you got to go through. Tr- walk through snowbanks and then kind of bolt across like a wild animal in the middle of the street to go to the sporting goods store. By the time you get there, you've already had a workout because you've risked your life and you've been doing high stepping through the snowbank or, or you can just walk right in the street where the cars are and, you know, maybe you get a nice slush bath. That's the best case scenario is you get a slush bath. Worst case scenario is you actually get hit by a car. And uh, that I did not come to Columbus, Ohio to get hit by a car. I came here to do some nice shows, and I received, as a bonus, a delicious can of Spam. So I am, I am having a great life. That is the moral of this story. I know that a lot of people listening are probably jealous. You're probably thinking, geez, i got to go to my silly job, and no one ever brings me Spam. Well, here's something that we can get started, ladies and gentlemen. We can start bringing each other Spam every once in a while. Yeah, Spam Day. Saturday is Spam Day from now on. Bring your sweetheart some Spam this Saturday. You know, I don't have any sponsors, but if Spam would like to step up to the plate, I think I could make a case for this holiday. And uh, also, I will tell you, you slice it thin and you cook it in a frying pan, it's better than you think it is. I know there's a lot of people out there thinking Spam is terrible and I don't want to eat it. And, you know, I'm just saying you're wrong. You haven't had Spam like I make Spam because I know what I'm doing with a frying pan. And the can of Spam. My daughter loves a nice Spamwich. Delicious. But we don't have time for that. We've got a special guest this week. His name is Mike Wilmot. He's a Canadian comedian. I met him, uh, I think it was two years ago, on Ron White's Comedy Salute for Our Troops. You can Google him on the Internet and look at him doing some stand-up comedy if you'd like right now. I'm going to just take a short pause. And you're back. So I hope you enjoyed watching his stand-up. But now you're going to get to hear me talk to him in my little uh, office room. And uh, also know that we went out to a fine uh, burgery-type lunch after this where Mike enjoyed a big plate of poutine. Google it. Here we go. Um, it's on. All right, so we're officially started. Has this begun? Yeah, it's begun. Okay, okay. Well, you're on the. You're you're officially on. Oh, this is fantastic. Yeah, this is pretty, already. I'm comfortable. It's pretty low. Yeah, it's yeah. Pretty low pressure. Yeah, this is a. Yeah, rarely I do one that has a listenership. I, you know, the young kids in Canada that do it, you're pretty well talking to their direct family. Uh, I've got more than my direct family listening, but you know, it's. I've, I've met several of the listeners. I can tell you that. Is that a good thing? It's, it's a good thing. They're okay. nice when they show up. Yeah. They, they, people listen to this kind of stuff in offices. 
I think they listen in offices or when they're on their way to work, or I fantasize that they're listening on the treadmill. I'm hoping that someone's listening while they're winning an Olympic medal. Yeah, this I think we're a little too slow paced. Unless they're doing, unless it's like not archery, uh, sharpshooting, when they have to slow their heart down. You could listen oh, to something right, like this. Do a, they do a breathing thing. How do they do that when they're skiing and the, like the biathlon when they got to ski and then shoot a gun? I, I, I'm sure it takes time. I'm sure it's not an over over the weekend thing. Do it. There's not a just a CD 48 hours. Like a there's probably a magazine that there's somebody out there making money, saying I'll two days, and I can slow your heart down. That's my fantasy. That there's a way to kind of get that Zen consciousness thing just by reading a magazine or listening to one motivational recording thing. I think you can fool yourself once. I think everyone has that potential to do it the one time when they first read about something and sit cross-legged somewhere and really think they've done it. Probably haven't. But they, but but you can never repeat it. So you can never repeat good. it. You've got to save that one time yeah, when you really yeah, When you're really going nuts. It's like lifting a car off the baby. Yeah, you yeah. You can't... You can I wonder if men can summon that kind of power up. Who's that? I'm just thinking that's more of a mother thing. I don't know. Man, it, it, even if, it'd have to be your kid. Well, you would do it because your wife would be so mad at you if you didn't. And th- th- that would be your motivation baby. to lift the car. Like, yeah. Let me show you how to lift a car. Yeah. Women lift the car off the baby because, oh, it's a baby. You want to get the car off it. And men lift the car off the baby because if I don't lift the car off the baby, my <laughs> wife is going to kill me. Yeah, that's, I'll hear no end to this one. My right. wife lifted up our trailer. We have a, one of those tent trailers. And it got stuck in the mud. She didn't like where it was parked and actually picked it up and moved it. Was that terrifying? A pop top trailer? Yeah. Yeah. Lifted it up. Not over your head. Just like picked up one end and kind of. From the tongue. She lifted it up and it wasn't well balanced or anything. Oh, my God. And uh, she moved it quite a bit. And then she walked away like a Russian weightlifter. And then about a week later, she couldn't move. She had pulled every muscle in her body pretty well. A week's delay, though, is pretty yeah. good. Uh, yeah, that's... that's well, you know, we were... Camp, once we go camping, we lay down for a while. But when she started moving again a week mm-hmm. later, yeah, it was tough. Now, are you a camper? You must be yes. campers if you own a camper. We brought camping stuff to our trip to uh, to L.A. So we have our mini fridge. We have... Uh, we, we're high-tech camp. We have all the gadgets. you got a mini fridge? Yes. For camping? For camping. Because we, uh, we go to spots where you can plug in. The radio, nice. we got. It's it's pathetic, really. I caught her uh, sweeping once. It, the ground, the ground, the ground. Well, you want to have it tidy. Yeah, so. yeah. You keep on going. You know. What do you do? I'm going to take my sweater off. But what are you doing on these campouts? What do you? What? Do so you set up the camp? How long do you go for? A week, maybe maybe two. We've gone three years ago, and you do uh, sweep uh, f all. You do nothing. You do absolutely. They go to the beach. I just sit there like a veg- vegetable, smoke pot, uh, and uh, make fires. Good ones, it like it, where you're supposed to make them. It is fun to make a fire. Oh, it's, it's fantastic. You do what we do. It takes all day. I call it a one-matcher. And you build like a, a little teeny, well, it, you make it huge, but you can only light, you only have one match uh-huh. and one time to light it. And you can't use uh, birch bark or uh, or um, uh, pine needles or any of those cheats. What what do you use for that? You really you carve up some wood, dry wood, really, we really small. Little, little, yeah. little shavings? Yeah, and your brain slow. That's that's what we don't mean, the zen. That's where you find zen, that zen feeling. Your brain just slows Because you're doing something pretty, was very useful uh, hundreds of years ago, thousands mm-hmm. of years ago, this kind of skill. Right. Not so much when you're 
when you could use anything else. Are and, we on? Are you looking yeah, at yeah, that? I was just looking and you at were about thing. to tell me I just, that you hadn't turned it on. No, yeah. Play, just like the Wizard of Oz. Just don't pay any attention to what I'm doing. <laughs> I was just looking at the thing. I've got this paranoia that I'm going to get – we're going to be finished and I'm going to push, okay, we're done. And it's going to be like, no, you didn't even do it. You didn't even do it. But we're doing it. We are doing it. Yeah. Okay. That's good. So, But when you get into that Zen thing of – Shaving the wood down. Are you also high? I mean, is that are you using? Well, that's helpers? always part of it. I mean, what what sober person? I don't want to be that person that has to slow down without the uh, the benefit of uh, beer or pot. It's so bothersome when you're really just one lighter away from being in that state. Oh, of course. Yeah. Of course. Well, in Denver, I smoked a joint in Denver. And the kids looked at me like grandpa in that cute. He's making one of those little pretend cigarettes. And they bring out these uh, atomizers and, and well, I haven't bongs. Been, I haven't been since. Well, I take it back. The last time I was there. It was right it was before legal, me. It was legalized, but they didn't have it sorted out where you could actually. I mean, not that it's ever hard for a comedian to smoke pot. Right. But they didn't have it sorted out where you could just walk in as an, anybody right. and get it. That, you, that's you, when I was there. In the transition. But, but all those theory. shops were still there. Right. They just sort of, that's the first step. That's the first step no one wants to make is, okay, now we have to make this a legal thing. we got to put it in the gray for, it's going to take a few months. Right. But it'll be, it'll be like Toronto's like that. So it's sort of oh, yeah. in the gray. Cops aren't busting people. You can go to comedy clubs where you're allowed to smoke pot in the club. I, I met a guy who ran a show when I was in Montreal this year. I met a guy who, who was from Toronto who said, yeah, he had a, a comedy show in a place where they yeah it's called the vapor pot. vapor lounge and there's another one called clandestiny and they can smoke pot in the show yeah and if you smoke a cigarette you have to go outside to smoke a cigarette <laughs> and i went outside <laughs> to smoke turned, a cigarette what is the world going to be like in another 20 years this is my thing about everybody thinks they want to live forever but in another 20 years we're not even going to be able to understand what's going on exactly i agree with that fully i i uh, I, I, I played um amsterdam's got a great room called the mm-hmm. tumor which I think is Dutch for Joker, and uh-huh. they vote. Everyone is sort of turning to when you t- turn to them for, because like, it's it's still illegal, as everyone that watched Pulp Fiction will tell you. So, but they just it's. I think it's sort of sexier that way. They, no one just cares. What do you mean? Pot is illegal in Amsterdam? Yeah, you just they just won't bust you and. And uh, there's a big monologue in Pulp Fiction, but if you go there, they'll tell you. I remember Pulp Fiction, but I know. I mean, I've seen it. A bunch he just of came times. back from Amsterdam, and he tells I know, us. But that, I guess a little differences. Really I got so caught up in that Big Mac, Royale with cheese. Yeah, the Royale with I wasn't cheese. Really paying attention to the pot part. The Big Mac. Yeah, and and the beer you can. I I did one in uh, Norway not too long ago, which was uh, bizarre. They they're really. I figured they'd be stiff, like most. Uh, Northern European countries are a bit suspicious about stand-up. They were lovely. They were like a proper crowd. Well, because you tour, you tour the world. You're like uh, Tom Rhodes does that, too. Yeah, you I've known Rhodesy right? for years. Basically, we've met everywhere. Yeah. 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 He, he's the greatest. I, I, I would love to be doing a little bit of what you're doing, traveling around like that. But you can go to Norway and do a show in English. And yes. They, and enough people show up who get it. It's packed. And the, it, English is like the first uh, second language story. And... Um, Unlike a lot of places in Europe where they speak uh, English well, but in, in an English-English way. Right. Norway, they, they learn from American English. Hmm. So you're constantly asking people what part of the states they're from. And, and they're, no, no, I'm, I'm, we're from here. Ah, so because they, they have an American accent. Yeah, they'll have an American yeah. teacher or a Canadian teacher. Right. Or uh, they, they just watch television, like American television all the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I've met people 
from other countries here who learned how to wa- speak English from watching American TV. They all say game shows are great. I would have met. Yeah, well, Leave Allman said she learned everything off Johnny Carson. She learned English when she first moved out to America. That might have been sucking up, though, do you think? Probably. She also said she had a crush on him, I think, just to make him yeah. feel. Yeah. yeah, she's a real, you know, you know, you know what they say about her. What do they say? No, I don't know. It's leave all dirty. What terrible. are they? What are they? Yeah. Dirt? Yeah, it's leave all. She lives in Sweden. No one says anything. Her neighbor might say the odd thing. Swiss seems so, or Swedish. Swedish. That's Swedish. A different countries. Huge. Huge. And the Swedish chef has a Norwegian accent. They, they were all on about that in Norway. The Swedes don't talk like Norwegians talk like that. You know what's funny about that? That's like that's like the thing because my wife is from New Zealand, and the New Zealand and the Australians have such a, a well. The new the. The New Zealanders really hate that the Australians claim everything that's theirs. You know, like yes. they claim Russell Crowe is actually a Kiwi, but he went to Australia and got famous, so everybody thinks he's Australian. Well, the the the, uh, the fight of the Concords, the, well, they're, the, they're Kiwis. They're Kiwis, and their whole thing is always it's, it, they, they, the comparison being a Canadian in, in Britain is you're always what part of the states you're from, and mm. you and I. I don't. Some Canadians actually have the nerve to get pissy about that. How can you tell? Like I can't tell. You, you can't know? tell from the accent. No. no. So why do they, they act all pissed off when someone says they're they're American? You have to just go look. You know, pretend Torontonians grew up listening to American television. We don't have Canadian. We have one channel when we were kids, pretty well. One or two. The rest you learn from New York. You know. Not city, New York State, right, right across well, the lake. Cable now, there's got to be a ton of Canadian stuff that you can watch in Canada. Yeah, but n- normally that's all East Coasters. That's the oot and the boot thing. Even though I have a little bit of that. Mm-hmm. Well, there, yeah, when there's I'm another drinking. Canadian thing. There's another uh, another A thing. A is not just the saying the A. There's a way that the words with A's in them. T- I can't remember it. I, I can't. It doesn't. I, I, I feel like the whole idea. I I like that Canada is a separate country because if I ever need to flee the United States, it's as if you can go to a place that's like here only slightly nicer. So, well, it's 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 only nicer because there's not as many people. Really? You know, there's a tenth. Of the population of America, we have thirty-two or thirty-three million people in in Canada, all hugged up against you. Maybe there's about forty or fifty people north of that. Once you get pat, once you get up into the yeah, the highway stop, everything stops. And and the drive, everything is so far apart. When I talk to comics <laughs> up up there who are going to a driving to a gig, they'll be driving like twelve hours. Easy, to yeah, do. and lose an hour on the drive to do a one nighter. To do it, yeah, yeah. You'd leave there. There used to be a hub. Uh, the Blackfoot Inn in Calgary. <laughs> All these comedians would be staying there. And from there, drive even further west or head back east. and be gone all, you know, for, for two days to do a one-nighter. Oh, my God. It's, 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 and even when you fly over it at night, I mean, particularly if you're doing, like, city to city, mm-hmm. um, there's, like, there's lights and then darkness for a, for a couple of hours. And via air, that's pretty... So that's there's a lot of situations where it's like you need to get gas now to yes. make it to the next place. Particularly out west, yeah. yeah. They'll warn you on the signs. Yeah, that this could, this, yeah they're 150 kilometers to the, the next one. <sighs> yeah, there's something kind of nice about that. And then – so what this brings me around to the original thing that I thought we were going to start off with is how, how do you grow up in a place like that and you don't know how to drive? You don't. Oh, you, you don't drive. Well, I'm. I'm a bit weird. That that always. Uh, I'm, Everybody's I'm a, a little weird, so I'm not okay. trying to put my finger right, in your weird, bullet well, hole. Or I'm a choker. I'm a. Ch- I'm. I'm. I'm a. I'm a, a natural born. I, any kind of 
stress scenario, something gets, I, I freeze. So I'm, That's I'm not. That's your response to stress? To, to stress. I, I literally, I, I did a show with a friend of mine once in, in Britain, a t- television show. And the guest, we, we used to take uh, guests fishing, pretend fishing. Mm-hmm. And he fell into the boat by mistake. And we have it on, on video. Pretend fishing? Yeah, it was a dumb. It was Rich Hall's show, the fishing uh-huh. show. And we found out that if you have a fishing show in Britain, you get like an, an immediate 500,000 people will watch. And if you do a comedy, 300,000 people watch. So we made it. We did both. So we could get Rich people. Hall, I feel like he doesn't get enough credit for the mind he's got on him. Oh, not 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 here. Not no, in, I mean, well, yeah, well, he was he, in you Britain. Know, he's a star just, here on Saturday Night Live. Yeah, yeah. He wrote the book, The Sniglets, and then he just was like, "I'll see you, dumbasses it, it, later." And then he, now he's like makes documentaries. He writes books. It, mm-hmm. he, he's a keen mind. And uh, Stephen Fry's got a thing for him. I'm almost positive. Really? Oh, they're on a show called QI, and he's looking. What he, kind of a show is it? Is it a talking show? It's like one of those panel shows, but it's a good one. Mm-hmm. It's about. Uh, it's quite interesting. Is the, the name of the show? But hence QI. QI. I get it. And uh, Stephen Fry is so smart. It's 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 phenomenal to watch, and it, it's just you know things you didn't things you thought you knew were facts are not. I would love to be that smart, but it ta- it seems like it takes a lot of time for a person like me to be that smart. Whereas a person like him. He just is that. No, he's got the intellect. It's a giant skull. It's, it's the intellect. It's the brain size. It's some kind of syntax. He might be doing some sleep learning or something, like he's listening to tapes at night. Anyway, back to... Where were we? The pretend fishing show. Oh, this guy fell in a boat, and we have video proof of me just freezing. And that's... She tra- my he wife fell into the boat? Into the boat, the boat, off the dock. Uh-huh. And rather than help him, I just froze, and he hit the boat pretty hard, because I froze. Uh-huh. That's one of the reasons. Uh, it's not a good way to drive to, uh, when you get in a confusing situation. It, it, it you, just you would hit the brakes. It's always just, terrified me. Or would just go into like neutral, whatever you were doing when the scary thing happened. I would, would take. I would take. It. I would take out many people. Yeah, I would take good. out many people. And uh, uh, did you ever try and learn to drive? Once, yeah. From I'm not well, fifteen years ago maybe. Yeah, I drove from our house to my mom's house, where the lane was in the car with me, guiding me. And when we got there, I could barely pull my hands off the steering. I was squeezing the steering wheel, and that was the last time I... It was it's stupid. I should have went to New York. That's why Lane's with me. She just... She just <laughs> That's so sweet. No, but there's better reasons. Right, brought her along just to drive But so we drove here and from Toronto. And to move the trailer. Yeah, yeah, she moves trailers. She makes dinner. It's it's not bad. Oh, I'm in trouble. So do you have a license? No. No license. So no, when you I carry my this- passport around for ID. Yeah, it's a great way to... It's a... I... How many times are you – well, you're not old enough to have – or you're too old to have to show your ID really to get in a bar. No, I haven't been carded in a, yeah. in a long time. I get carded every once in a while because I'm – there's a person who's underage behind me, and so they want to card me to send a message to that person like we're carding everyone. Oh, that's – there you go. So I do get carded every once in a while. There there, there you go. That makes a lot of sense. But in, a, in the States, nobody's got a passport. I read some statistic that – It's the least – yeah, per capita. Where are you going to go? You got everything here. It's that big. You can go a long way in one direction without having to stop, and you're still in the United States. Yeah, we drove from Toronto here in almost five days. 
used to be we could go into Canada and Mexico without a passport. Yeah, well, we used to be able to come here with a driver's license. Hence, yeah, I had to get fault. a passport. That's our fault. We well, you, you guys are a bit, you're, you are a bit jumpy. You are a bit We nervous. got a little panicky. For, I know. It seems For weird. all the things you got to kill people, you'd, you'd figure you'd, you'd be a little braver. You know, that's I what, would. I would. Yeah, that's if I was what, packing heat. This, this, this country's packing heat. Right. We could destroy. We could just, we could have turned... Iraq or Afghanistan, Zip. just a just a like a glass, you know, just, just turn the sand into glass. We could have done that. Yes, yes. And so you would think that we would just say to people like, "Look, please, do not screw with us," because this is what we could do. But that's not the attitude we take. We always we always have this panicky like we have to stop them because they're trying to get us. And Cause, oh, because we need to be worried that they're going to get it, us. It's Rome, you know. All the all the bad guys are all sneaking in anyway. You can't just blow up because they're already here. What, right. what, what would be the, the reprisal? You know, you, you, you can't blow up uh, the, the countries anymore. No, that's right, because they, because it's not because we're all too spread out. Anything. We're all too spread out. You can't. Yeah, no. So, yeah, you, it don't don't worry with these drones. Soon it'll be all individuals. Uh, Everyone will have their own flying door drone with their name on it that you could be taken out by any time drone. As soon as you're born, a drone is made. So keep on the straight and narrow, buddy, or and or boom. It's, oh, uh, I'll have a drone that's following me around. Yeah, every thought, every I human. The opposite. I thought we were each going to get our own drone, so that you had to. You better be. That's even better because I have my own drone. That's even better. I like it better. That's a more positive. Yeah, way that, to live in yeah, a future yeah. Of that, 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 yeah, that's like that's the the ultimate in packing heat. Yeah, I've got my own drone, and I'm Google Glass. Like while we're having this conversation, I'm also watching what the drone is doing in the corner of my eye. Because we're in here, so I know we're safe. So right now, what would you have your drone be doing if we were in here right now? Circling. Just circling. Always right circling, Jake. <laughs> Always circling. Reconnaissance. Not too far away. If it was in a helicopter thing, it would just be about a foot over my head at all times. <laughs> you would feel it blowing your hair down. Yeah, yeah that's right. You'd have a little bald spot right. from the drone. And it would have a little laser, and it would be pointing at people I'm talking to. <laughs> Everybody. So you'd know that someone was in trouble when you see, like, five dots on their head. <laughs> Every time the president makes a speech, everybody's got their drone trained on him. Yeah, yeah, it would be. Yeah, people would be more polite. They would, well, I feel like that was the way the old West kind of worked. Is people actually thought about it before they got aggressive and confrontational with of each course. other? Because that other person could just draw on you and shoot. I think that that's what the National Rifle Association wants us all to believe that we should all have guns because then everybody's going to be safe and nice. But the problem is nowadays everybody acts like you can't. You're nobody's going to do anything to you. The, the stuff people say to you, it is ridiculous sometimes how aggressive and angry people get and it's like you're just taking for granted that i'm not a nut who's gonna punch you or shoot you or stab you but i go through life to everyone's a potential nut i got that my mother always watch out for the crazy people every time i i went outside when i was a kid watch out for the crazy people so i treat everyone like an armed lunatic i feel like that's i think that's canadians in general talk to everyone like they're an armed lunatic from detroit but do you feel like you've got anxiety or fear or stress because of I that? Just, or do you no, feel like no, just, just part of the part of the way I'm built? Yeah, it's just a from relax, the ground up. You just know nobody's gonna, nobody wants to hurt me because I'm treating I'm treating them all as if they're completely crazy. <laughs> Unless, of course, you start thinking maybe this guy hates people that are over polite. Mm. Then I'm done for. See, now you've ruined it. I, I try not I'm to make eye contact it. with people who I think are. Well, I try not to. I don't make too much eye contact with people I don't know. I don't when I'm walking around. This is why I don't watch a lot of um, any kind of show that features like lunatics or contest winners 
because I can't watch people's heart getting broken. Uh huh. Where uh, that seems to be a big entertainment value now is people like to watch people's hearts getting broken. Or their feelings getting hurt. Or feelings getting hurt, which, yeah, I, I, have, I get too uncomfortable. I feel like in a lot of those reality shows, it's e- either people are getting their feelings hurt or they don't realize that they should be getting their feelings hurt because they're being humiliated by, that, the, by the show. That's it's right. It's only afterwards that they watch and they realize, oh, that was it's kind of jerky that they put that on TV because I did something embarrassing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, it, that's, that's made me uncomfortable. That's why I only watch the other end of the dial. I only watch... Uh, well, it's funny. Cartoons, that, really. That's about that, it. That was the reason that I wasn't so crazy about, oh, God, and I can't even think of his name. And I can't think of the movie that I'm talking about, but the guy who did Dolly G and then Bruno, the movie that he did. In, oh, in what's his head? Yeah, the English guy. Yeah. He makes me, I can't watch, I, I get very uncomfortable watching. I, found, I think I, he's like shooting fish in a barrel kind of thing, and I don't like that. And, he, and, it's, and it's sort of he's making fun of people in a way that... When you think about, like, okay, if I was that person, what did that person do wrong? Well, all they did was believe that he really was who he said he was. Yes. And uh, so I'm supposed to, I'm supposed to laugh at how it's so silly that these people took him seriously. Yeah, it's like trip, it's it's like laughing at someone that's tripping people. Yeah, I I want I many want people, people think that's hilarious. They trip someone, they'll laugh. They they won't have any compassion. They won't feel. I get really nervous watching that kind of yeah, stuff. I, I don't like it either. I, I can't remember his name either, which is good. Cohen. Sasha Baron Cohen. That's it. Yeah. Now, can you remember now, that movie that now, we're trying to think of? That was the in-between one? The in yeah, between he played the, uh, the gay... Uh, no, that is, Bruno's the gay Bruno's one. Bruno's the gay one. It was the one before that, that everybody loved. The first one, yeah. yeah. Call, it was, I, know. I don't know. It's it's so I'm, look at me, I'm embarrassing people. People are losing their minds now listening to this, some, some of them, because they can't <laughs> believe what kind of But, they, but it's a cup of tea, isn't it? It's Everyone has... Their own cup Some of tea. Some people like it. No, Some I, people yeah, don't. I'm not saying I wouldn't say that people that like it are anything. assholes. No. No. I'm just, it's not it's my just, cup of I tea. Can't do it. I, can't, I can't. It makes it. it makes me uncomfortable. Yes. There we go. I like comfort food comedy. We're nice men. I like cartoons. Uh, you know, I don't feel like I'm taking as much advantage of the wealth of great cartoons and stuff. You aren't. That are available. By saying that, you aren't. No, I know I'm Are not. you an adult swim fan? Every time I find out about something on Adult Swim and then watch it. I'm like, why? I've got to watch all of these now, and I've got to watch five other things. I've just and done then, that with Archer. I just found out about Archer like two years ago. I, it's it, a, I, that, I just, Aisha Tyler, I met her at the podcast festival, and I just did her podcast, so that episode's going to come come up. But so she's the voice of the hot yeah, the the, 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 yeah, the, the, the machine gun uh, hot one. I, that I yeah. I've, I've watched every one of them. So, so to get H. Ready John to Benjamin can't do wrong oh my in God. voice work. It's, it's, it's so, fantastic. It's so funny. So we, I watched the first two episodes before I went on her podcast, and then I told my wife about it. And so now I rewatched the first two with my wife, and now we're up to speed, and we're going to burn through it's all It's a of cartoon. It. It's funny. It's sexy. It's grown up. The stuff that they say on that thing... You can't believe because it's on. I'm watching it on the internet, but they it's on. It was on television, like yeah. television, like where children could turn on a TV. Well, at midnight or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And they badly raised it. children that parents probably swear when they're doing well, math. Yeah. No, Archer is a solid. Where's that? Can I swear on this? You can swear. Where the fuck is my methadone? I heard. I bet they've heard that if they're up at midnight, unless they're teething. Where but the, then they're too young the to listen. Methadone? I don't know. I mean, if, 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 if you're going to hear a kid's hearing right, swearing, yeah. kids they've, swearing, clearly if they're up every night till midnight, they've, they've heard their they've mother heard, say, yeah. where the fuck is my methadone? It, uh, poorly, poorly done. I didn't understand. Because I, I forgot, I forgot where on. I was going yeah. midway through. 
That but happens. So you're it's not going to edit this either. So it's going to come out like this. No, we're not going to edit. I'm not talking. Let's face that's it. That's it. I don't know. I'm, I'm done. I just I'm spent. That's on who listens this far into the episode. <laughs> it's like the beginning. You get stuck in traffic. Yeah, they like it. I'm, it's every week. That's that's my that's that's the philosophy that I'm operating on. It's every week. It's every there's week. On, every Regardless, week. This one, there's one on next week. Whether you like it or not. And they're all different. It's not the same one. Oh, it's, rerun. There's no reruns. No, I've, I've I've done a few of these things. I think it's I think it's better than listening to most music that's out there nowadays with the kids running around shaking their things. Well, <laughs> these kids with their shaking, shaking their things. And the things they didn't shake any things when I was a kid. They kept they their did. things still. They did. They yeah. did. But they were a little more. It was more naughty. Now it's taken for granted. Like you got to shake your thing in a new way. That's what got um, Miley Cyrus in so much trouble. I couldn't. She, I still couldn't pick her out of a lineup. I couldn't really either. And, Good and for also you. Also, that whole twerking thing is a thing that I've been going to New Orleans for 20 years for the Jazz Fest every year. So I've seen ladies do that for a long time. She didn't invent that. Well, they were doing that kind of stuff to Louis Armstrong's who, Hot Five. They the, were, yeah, you know. The people who started twerking are surprised to find out that that thing that they've been doing for 30 years is twer- is called twerking. They didn't know that. Anyway, they were shaking their, they were doing twerking. They were shaking their tail feather. Yeah, I believe. Or your moneymaker. Or your moneymaker. Well, that's if you're a whore, like a professional prostitute. Well, I think that I still like to. I'm not a whore. Well, I well. But you like to shake your moneymaker. In a sense, we all are. But your moneymaker can't be the same as a woman's moneymaker. No, my moneymaker is technically my mouth, right? Our mouths. Is is our our moneymaker? Yeah, I'm shit. Well, you don't want to shake your mouth, so I win. I win that one. If this was a contest, I'd win. I'd need to hear a beep by now. (laughs) In a metaphoric sense. You are shaking your moneymaker right now. I'm, I'm wiggling, your... maybe. Uh-huh. I'm not shish. Maybe that's more of a shake. It's, it's, I'm just it's more I'm, of a I'm, metaphor. I'm, I'm moving my moneymaker. Yeah. Louis shakes his moneymaker. Louis, yeah, Lou, Lou Black shakes his moneymaker. Does he? Well, he, 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 he does that every so often, oh, okay. which freaks right. me oh, out. Yeah. But uh, That's a cartoonish, almost. Well, yeah, it, it's, it, I think that's just, uh, like it, it's like a log jam in his brain. And he's just shaking the logs apart so he can get one idea out. Yeah. Yeah. So, and did you say he's going to be in Kilkenny this year? Yeah. Kathleen, Madigan, Lou Black, you, me, Rich, Dom Herrera, and a bunch of Irish guys. Some of which are brilliant. The great thing about Ireland, you have to admit, is when you're done, even you could kill it. I saw Kendler destroy there, and it, it fucked him up how well he was doing. But everyone's pretty funny afterwards, from the staff to... This, the punters and the crowd. Uh, it's about, held in such high regard in Ireland, a sense of humor, that everyone tries to achieve one. Yeah, well, every, when you're riding in the car, the guy who picks you up at the airport in the car on the way to the place, you're like, I, I, I don't think I'm as funny as the guy yeah, who just drove yeah, me to the hotel. Yeah, I, hope you're, I hope he's going on second. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, what, that's the most fun thing to me about uh, the last couple times that I've been there is watching the Irish-English Australian, the comics that you haven't seen before that I haven't seen because I'm not I'm not overseas as much as you. But all these guys who I had never seen before, watching them do their shows, like oh my god, that guy Johnny Vegas. I don't know if he oh my god, I know if I've known him for years. But man, what a nice guy! And I saw I walked into the middle. I did finish my show. It's not a stand. You can't say what he does is a stand up show. I walked to the place where he was doing his show after my show just to watch the last half of it, and it's in this tiny room, like you could barely so get Ireland? in there. Yeah. Okay. Okay. At, at Kilkenny. It's just, so you go, and he wears a comedy show, and it's down the hall, and you go, and you tell him you're one of the comics, and you can kind of squeeze in. I walk into the room, and he is 
in, you know, one of those big gray garbage cans with two handles uh-huh. on the side. He's in there like a Roman chariot kind of standing <laughs> with a shirt off, singing a song while the audience is passing him around the room. He's, he's, it was the most, like, wild, like, how, it, the show's only been going on for 20 minutes. I know. How did he get from high to that? We used to do a place to adjust the tonic, and he was like, to, in order to get an, an hour ready for the following Edinburgh, mm-hmm. he'd be the regular host at Just the Tonic in, in Nottingham, England. And I, you'd come in, and look, every time, you didn't, what the hell is going to be? What, what's going to be in that room when I walk in that does room? He, does Pantless. He, does he work it out ahead of time? No, he's smashed. No, he's not. He's, he, I, look, he I saw him. That guy can drink. I saw him make. He used, he used to bring out a. A, not a, a clay thing that spun. You make your own bowl because he's a potter. <laughs> of course and he, he made is. a beautiful pot that he, as soon as he was done, he threw up in. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, he he drinks a lot, and show. he says it's for the character because uh-huh. is I forget his real name. Yeah, I know. I'm, I he just came I out with a book called name. Being Johnny Vegas. He's a lovely, lovely dude. We live near each other in. Um, Oh, I in London, I hope he's going to be up there. I can't wait to see him and say hello to him again. He's 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 a, he's a sweetheart and and a man. But he had that one line I used to love in the in the egg race of life: the egg has fallen from my spoon. <laughs> <laughs> or the foot race. Oh yeah, he he's a, he was an absolute. Man. He's calmed down quite a bit apparently because he is getting older. Yeah, well that's the thing. You're prone to injury. Yeah, yeah. You, get a little, you don't want to fall out of that trash can. But he would get everyone in the, the club to do in a big circle around the club, holding hands. And... Yeah, it was it was inspiring to watch what he was able to make happen. He in had the, room. the kind biggest of, the bomb kind of... in 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 uh, just for laughs. One of the big I've ever witnessed. They had him on a on a platform with wheels because he was doing his talking and everything, drinking while he's making a pot. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And to nothing, to zero. And uh, as they wheeled him off, as soon as he just got behind the microphone, you just hear, I should have stayed in my village. <laughs> I was backstage. I cried. I, I, and watching L.A. types, watching him is funnier than watching him. That is, that is the thing about the, that Kilkenny Comedy Festival. I met a couple of American audience members that had been going over there every year, and they were saying, the great thing about this is it's just all about the comedy show there's not industry oh no there's no observing or frowned upon or throwing it off by like oh now everybody's got to do their best to get a thing from this person it's just like hey we're just trying to have a fun you're entertaining the city dash village it keeps going back and forth like when three people move of kilkenny and surrounding villages well but people do drive down oh they come in from dublin yeah Yeah. but normally and if you have an act that's personal i've met more than once, people on the bridge walking, just walking. It's a very small town. Mm-hmm, walking yeah. over the bridge, go, how are you, Mike? How's the family? How are the kids? And, and I'll say, like, oh, I've forgotten your name. Oh, no, we've never met. And, and Dom Herrera is the king. I know. I love that. Of Kilkenny. That, that, I love that. I do, too. We were at that I chip truck. They were playing his set from the night before out of the place where you're getting, like, a, a burger and chips. Yeah, they, they just it, adore him. It is it is awesome. Well, I I adore Dom. He just has this sweet personal oh. way uh, about him. I mean, his act is awesome, and he's one of the funniest guys working. But yeah, but he's just the most relaxed, pleasant, 
kind of guileless almost when you're dealing with him on a personal level. Yeah. Like, like, you know, yeah, he'll tease you. I'll do the fact. But, but he's just a sweet man. I always thought the great, I've known him on and off for a number of years. And when you see him coming towards you, you know you'll be laughing in a few seconds. But that's what I love about him. Yeah, it, yeah. You know, no matter how what you've been through, bullshit that day, if Dom Herrera is walking towards you, you'll be laughing in a few seconds. Yeah. Not to worry, Dom's here. Right. That, that's what makes him uh, fantastic. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, he, I was supposed to do his podcast last week, but he caught, he had bronchitis. Yeah, yeah, I saw him on uh, last week, too. Yeah, he was he's getting over it. He's coming back. Yeah, yeah. Big Oriental fella. Yeah, that's what I heard him say. That he said, "Now everyone like is just laughing because it's right on the money. It's right on the money." Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I can get on board with that. I suppose a little bit. I suppose a little bit. Oh, oh come on. Oh, okay. Not right close, but from a slight distance, he looks like yeah. He looks pretty, pretty Oriental. Okay. Not any specific part of Asia. Let's say Asian. Just Asian. Asian. Just that, well, maybe from a standpoint of uh, an Oriental of a, part of Asia. We're both Americans, really. Even though you're North Americans, correct? States, yes, America. You're yeah. from America. Yeah, South Americans are technically. And to us, possibly, Dom might look like a an Asian person. For, yeah, for us, from a distance. For us, we know him, so we know he's Italian. He says it himself. We're not getting in trouble. We're, I don't want to get in trouble. No, the last no, thing I want. The last he's Italian. You know, they, you can be racist that way. He's Italian. You don't want to mess with that. And no Italian's going to complain about that. But an Asian might. If they look up Dom Herrera, they, they look nothing. He looks nothing like us. He doesn't us. look like us. He doesn't yeah. look like us. Not a, not even a bit. Well, his eyes were puffy. Is that bad? Is that a bad thing to say? They were <laughs> I, a bit puffy. I don't know. Had bronchitis. I don't know. <laughs> Let's move on. Let's move on. But, so uh, trains, eh? We, we should bring back trains. More trains. I would. That's what this country needs. You know, I don't know if you travel by train. Oh, I'm Brit in Britain. That's all you do. It's the greatest here in the States when you can find a good one. Like the East Coast has a lot of great trains. The train from Boston to New York is just sort of the right amount of time. It's like five and a half hours. That's good for a train. And so you get it meets, on. Because it meets up with flying, with going to the airport. and That's a per, like Toronto, it's a much Montreal. shorter trip, though. I mean, you could fly that. In but then with the hour minutes, wait on both ends. And yeah, yeah it's, so that's not? when trains make the most sense. Nice big chair. And that's Britain. You can get to most places in five hours. Mm -hmm. Like, you can go right across the country in five or six hours. And so you're living over there now. Do you, About half the year. And is it gig? Do you travel the country doing gigs? Or yeah. Is it mostly yeah, for a, a few years now, yeah. But I, you know, I fell into it and I liked it. Mm -hmm. That was the whole thing. I never made a conscious effort to go there. And is it similar to, I only know here where it's like this week, for example, I'm flying to Columbus, Ohio on Thursday. Which will this will be over now by the time this episode comes out. But I fly you fly in on Thursday and I'll fly home on Monday. So it's four nights, one show Thursday, uh two Friday, two Saturday, one Sunday. Is it like that over Without there? Without the that? flying part. It's I'll take a train to Cardiff mm -hmm. and I'll do one show Thursday, two Friday, two Saturday, and take the train back to London. Mm -hmm. But London is like you could within London you can do four on a Friday or four on a I did seven. In one night and day in England. Guys are doing that in New York. And, they, yeah. and then you make a little bit of dough doing it. They make a lot more in Britain because you can mm -hmm. make a, 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 like a headliner bit of money. for Like you can make, a, I don't want to skit into numbers. A chunk, numbers, yeah, we don't you have can, to. You can, make a, to. you can make a chunk. Of you, and then you come home and double it. So it's it's not bad. Oh, because of the uh, conversion? Well, not the double anymore. It's like one and a half. Mm -hmm. But it's uh, they're, great, they're great crowds. That's the one thing I like about them. And, they're, and it's packed. Places are packed. 
it's still it's, it's gotten still, too big now. Now it's like America in the late eighties, early nineties. Now it's like it's all on television. You can't get away uh-huh. from television stand up and uh, panel shows. And the, the the big guns out there are playing like these gigantic, ridiculous places. Like the well, it's big theaters here too. The big guys here graduate to theaters, and then the, they built the comedy clubs here are so big. Some of the the comedy clubs got built out big to compete with theaters. To where now, you know, guy like me, I can go in and I can have a nice weekend in what used to be a regular sized club, two hundred fifty seats. In a in a place that holds five hundred people, it's not. It's like a- that's 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 smart though. I, I, you know, there's they're starting that in Britain. Yeah, it, it's starting to. But the, there, there's some still there's some rooms in London where it feels like it's illegal. And I sort of like that. Yeah, well, those are the most fun. The yeah. tinier ones. Well, yeah. the places where you're going to see a comedy show where you feel like um, the only reason we would be here is to see something good. This is not a room. Like if this was just a bar. There's no one no would be here. Yeah, I love a good dive. Those are the best. Yeah, they always have been. They always have. Always, always feel like you're getting away with something. I love. I still feel like that, but it's better on a smaller scale. Like well, that. to me, that's why. That's why uh, I would never want to stop doing this job because it's a fun job. You're going yeah. to a secret place <laughs> to tell people a secret, and they're all happy, and we all have this great time, and then we disperse, and it's just now. It's just a back room of a place. Yeah, it's, you know? yeah, it's it. I've always, I've, I've always felt that if I, I've never felt guilty about getting away with this, then I, I'd have to get to do something else. Because I, I, I still have that little feeling of like how soft my hands are. Like I still have that guilty. You know, most of the guys, kids. You know, when I was a kid growing up, came to my dad's hardware. We're all proper builders and you know making homes and stuff like that. And, it's great uh, to I, I have this fantasy though. Do, do you have the fantasy of that a lot of comedians have about like oh it'd be great to just have a job where you went to oh, work every day yeah. and you worked for your eight hours and then you went home and you didn't have to think about it again and you knew you didn't have to hustle to get a gig and you you knew that everything was just going to be taken care of and you of. wouldn't be so opinionated about sitcoms and you know <laughs> you know you could actually watch what everyone watches without having to go this guy's horrible I didn't believe this is on. Well, that's my problem now, or or no, what's what solved that problem for me? Because when I started, when I was a kid, anyway, there was only three channels of TV in the states, or you know, maybe four. If you that's when I was a kid weird. too, yeah, yeah. And so now there's so much on TV that it sort of went from, oh, I'm jealous of this guy who's on this big TV show. I wish I had my own big TV show. To now, there's people who have their own TV show for three years, and I never see it. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I'm not, I'm not because. That's the other thing. Do you really – I don't know if I want my own TV show if it's not a TV show that I'm – I mean, I've never watched TV, so why would anyone put me no, on no, a TV I, show? No, I don't. The only thing I watch is either – if it's not in cartoon form, it's those Alaskan king crab fishermen that I watch. What's your favorite Alaska show? Is it the is the, 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 the deadliest catch. catch? Yeah, deadliest you, catch. You, you guy lost a finger last one. I was – you don't see that normally. No, I've never and, seen and, any And taking it rather well for a guy who just lost a digit. Like he was he – was, he was – how did he lose it? He was, a, a, it was the the crab pot pinched it off when it landed on the thing that I sh- I shouldn't know crab pot. See, but you learn. Mm-hmm, it, sure. it, it's eight hundred pounds, and it just pinched his finger off through his glove, the tip of his uh, index finger. So he still had it inside the glove, or it, it, they showed him holding the other bit and but the bone coming out. How long? Of, how long? Uh, just the the last knuckle with the fingernail on it. They, they'd have to sew some. They'd have to cut the tip and sew it up. Like enough that. Uh, Whatever you can do with the tip of that finger, he can't do that anymore. So, like the half, half, like down half to the first the knuckle, down to the first knuckle. Yeah. So, did they save the 
bit and try and put it back on, or was it just like, no, forget it? No, they, they, or did he they, just say they were wound it, it up in uh, in uh, gauze and then uh, flew him to shore and did, and reattached and, it? I, I don't know. Th- I don't know if it got reattached. I just saw the one episode. I didn't know if maybe it was cliffhanger. My roommate in college told this story about his supposedly his uncle, who was quite a drinker and a fighter, who one time was in a fight and got hit in the side of the head, and his eye popped out. Oh, it was like flopping around. Oh, he didn't know what it was. Oh, he, was he reached up and grabbed it and pulled it off. Oh, yeah. I'm so that is the freakiest. It almost. It oh, makes, holy Jesus, I Jake. Know. Oh, that, everything's retracting. Oh, my God. <laughs> I know. It's one of those stories that I, it still haunts me. Like, I can tell it without feeling it in my scrotum now. But the... Oh, how many times did you have to tell it? Oh, man. Is that like... A lot. Outliers? You have I to mean, tell that story for like 10,000 hours before your balls don't go up into your I, neck? I've known that story for more than 30 years. Holy and Jesus. just now I've become able to tell it without... Oh, because I can... Oh, I feel it. Oh. Well, just that sensation of also of if you're a person... What's making... Well, who's ever he, been drunk who's just like, oh, I got to get this snotty thing off my face. And it's like, oh, that was my, my eyeball. Eye. Wouldn't you see like your your feet? Like, wouldn't you recognize? Like, wouldn't you? Does does it go blind when it's out of the sock? Like, first of all, you're hammered. Second of all, so, you've been hit in the head so hard that your eye popped I, out of the sock. So you're not thinking. Yeah, you're yeah, not you're thinking, not thinking right. straight. Yeah, and you're also a kind of a maniac to begin with. Oh Christ! She told that right at the very end. That's what you should have done. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to come back from that one? Oh, uh, there's no coming. Oh, my eyes are watering. And it, 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 oh, well, the, yeah, no, I know. It's a the, disturbing story. The one is. Like a little more coffee? Yeah, I'll have now. Yeah. Let me, let me top you up. I hope this yeah. gets picked up. Yeah. You hope this gets picked up. Yeah. The show. No, no. The, the sound of the coffee. Yeah. Uh, the, yeah. People yeah. are now in their offices watching or listening. And uh, they're, they're having a coffee with us. This is really nice. Enjoy your coffee. Yeah. Everyone wants to sit around enjoy your coffee. Crank it up. Just a little bit. Yeah. Just a little bit. Imagine cranking up a conversation. That'd be pretty neat. Just turn this up. These guys are rocking this conversation. Listen, I can't. <laughs> I bet it's better if it's louder. It probably is. Playing it out here in the backyard in a backyard party somewhere. Someone's cranking this up so everyone can hear the conversation. Oh. Everyone, listen. I love the backyard party. There's people jumping on a trampoline, and they're going to one an above-ground pool. Somebody's playing badminton, and they're just listening to this. And they don't have to talk amongst each other. Yeah. Somebody threw up because they just heard that eye thing. That I- <laughs> yeah, everyone's stuck. Oh, and somebody has just fallen off a trampoline because of the eye thing, throwing their inner balance off completely. Oh, uh, Christ, it's back again. The eye thing. You see, now you, that's I all know, you... I now when we that. see each other I in the future, you just have to say eye thing, and, and I'll fall off a sidewalk. Yeah, I know. It's a short story, but powerful, <laughs> right? Uh, oh, yeah. Ah. Uh. So what's kind of... what? Tell me about a drinking mishap that you've had. Uh, n- <sighs> mishap? Well, not a mishap, but something where, oh, where I've gotten a scar. Or, or just a good drinking adventure. I've got this. I don't know if you can see these slight stripes here. Uh-huh. Yeah. Th- th- those are uh, burns from forearm. a... Uh, yeah, forearm burns from a... Uh, I go to my buddy's cabin to get pickled up in northern Ontario. And uh, that was me in the mid midwinter putting uh, uh, wood onto the uh, into the wood stove. And well, I sort of stuck, of I stuck to it for a second. Because it's, it's hot enough that it will immediately grill you. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Right away. And then and, and sticks. 
and uh, and we might go a little overboard with uh, stoking it because it was like minus twenty outside. We had to, we had to open a window because it got a, it got a little toasty in there. Uh-huh. So when you say cabin, is it how big? Is it a big place? It's there's a loft. Uh huh. So it's pretty. The stupid part is it's it's two home. There's one on the on the lake, winterized home, like a cottage home uh-huh. on the lake, with with electricity and heat. My 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 friend unplugs his electric. He owns both, but he says that's his wife's house, and he just goes into the cabin to pretend he's in a cabin, which he has to turn off a few things. To make it, so we're pretending. You're pretending. We're pretending to be in a cabin. So you could run in your underwear to the other. Yes, easy, easy, and use the phone. (laughs) Okay, or a shower. Yeah, it's pathetic. But you just so you go to the you go to the cabin cabin. Right, so you can spit on the stove when it's and, when and, it's going, and get hammered, and get hammered and up, burn your arm, and, and you burn your arm, and and, and listen to uh, to uh, hillbilly music. And oh, uh, what kind of hillbilly music? Oh no, I wouldn't call it. That's insulting. But no, we I, I, I like a bit of bluegrass. So we listen to like. Do you? I've never been able to really get into bluegrass. Well, I, well some of it, but I. But, well, it's more folky, but done in a. a, a I love. I've Doc Martin. Uh, Doc Martin. Uh, Doc Watson. I love Doc Watson. Uh-huh. So we get up there. We listen to a lot of Doc Watson. And what are you drinking, whiskey? Uh, oh, God, no, just beer. No. Let's <laughs> not be crazy. No, you're, you're, getting spir- you're getting so high when you're camping. We were, you we were eating pot cookies. Okay, I'm here's what we do. Like, who's going to do? Yeah, you wouldn't drink whiskey. No, 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 no. We did when we were younger because we, his, the original cabin we used to go, which was a real one, mm-hmm. you couldn't carry beer in. It was just too much of a, uh, too heavy. a hike. Too it's heavy. like 45-minute snowshoe. Mm-hmm. So we'd bring whiskey. Yeah, and well, that uh, sounds like the kind of place you could die if you make a mistake. Very, very well. Even if you just a little thing like a, a too big a cut, you're like you're uh, two hours from a hospital. Mm-hmm. So if you got a gusher going, you're in trouble. You're in trouble. But living with that kind of fear, that's what I do, buddy. That's what I do. You walk on the edge. I walk up to fear. I say, right, right here. Give, give it to me. Yeah, watch me freeze. Yeah, yeah, huh? That'll show you. Yeah. That's Good right. Luck. My hand stuck to the door. My hand stuck to the door. You Which... have a prey response to stress. You immediately, like a deer or a rabbit, you just freeze. Uh, a deer, pro- yeah, rabbit, no. Uh, no, oh, oh, I thought me froze when I saw one. Oh, okay. No, I mean, like when, you, when you're stressed out or like you were talking about with the driving before, you have it's like prey animals. We'll just freeze. Like I'll just hold really still. That's it. That's it. Exactly. I'm not a predator. I'm an, I'm an, I'm an, I'm lunch. Yeah. Yeah. I'm dinner. I feel like I've come to accept that I'm sort of. I like. We all like to think of ourselves as a prey animal, but uh, I just don't think I have the heart for it. I no. don't think I could. No, we're, I, I'm a grazer. If push came to shove, I suppose I might. You never. They say you never know. You don't know what you would do if you got in that life or death, kill or be killed situation. But uh, I have to say, if it was relentless day in, day out, that you have to go out and sword, medieval sword fighting for your life, uh, eventually. Oh, no, I would have been dead. That's what I think about stand-ups and artists, like proper ones, is we would draw or tell stories so we didn't have to go on. They didn't want to risk losing us. Right, because let's face it, we've evolved. We made it this far. Whatever gene that we're carrying that makes us this way made it to now. Yes, through all those through times. through good good chat. So let's don't don't kill Jake. So you know let let him stay here with all the women folk, 
and 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 draw pictures and tell stories. He's a good time at the campfire. Yeah, yeah. Don't we don't want to lose him? But let's cut his balls off so he doesn't have sex with our ladies. Oh yeah, right. many of our forefathers. Yeah, yeah. many, many of our, yeah. We were we we come from a long line of eunuchs. Yeah, there's. But the, you had to get you had to get your seat out before that for the line to work. Well, that's I was reading an evolutionary thing where they were talking about you know everybody kind of when they think and about it just kept getting better and better when they think about evolution they think it's the strong monkey and it, it is the strong monkey that gets the most breeding opportunities but it's also the sneaky monkey yeah <laughs> hey we and did so, it you and us yeah we're the yeah. sneaky monkey that's damn right we are we're a sneaky monkey yeah I'll have sex with your lady while you're out yeah, yeah go go out there go out there and I'll just try to keep her warm and hope that she can keep a secret. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we really are looking for, naughty ladies who can keep a secret. Uh, you'd speak for yourself because your wife's not in this room right now. <laughs> well, I feel like most She's people, conveniently in most, another building. I know, but most – I. well, we could ask your wife. Don't you – naughty is a compliment. If somebody said, oh, my wife is kind of naughty, that would be a compliment, wouldn't it? Yeah, I think so. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and keeping a secret. Getting to learn that 28 years together and I just learned that now. That's yeah. amazing. We should have did it. I should have done an interview in front of her before. Yeah, no, they want to believe that they're naughty, even though they're not. They're nice, even if they're not naughty. They want to believe that you they're can't naughty. be with the uh, same woman for twenty eight. You can't be with a naughty woman for twenty eight years. It'd kill a man. Well, a real naughty woman. A real naughty well, woman I don't would drive think you I nuts. Handle it like a, like a porn starry kind of. Yeah, yeah, that kind of not. No, 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 anything no. goes kind of. No, person. no. Sometimes I just need some me time, and a naughty woman doesn't give you me time. It's all no, her she time. does, but while you're on me time, she's on an everybody else time. That's the problem with the super naughty lady. <laughs> so it's so sluts, like, right? That's what we're talking about now? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, the way that one just sort of fell off the side of the street. We, where, where did we go? Evolution were in caves sure. just a minute ago. <laughs> I'm not sure. I don't even know how this started. I don't either. We came into this room. There's a little bit of a time suck in here. It's a fantastic room. Yeah, there's a lot of things in here. Which I think is why we're so I'm so distracted in the conversation is every oh look at the truck. Yeah, that truck is from um my grandparents' house in Iowa that uh, I used to play with that when I was a kid, but it's obviously a toy truck from the nineteen I don't know, before seventeen that. or twenty. Well oh so Iowa that's where the American pickers are from. So it's part of being an Iowan? Well, yeah, I'm, well, but that's that's an actual family thing. That's not a thing. No, no, no. I like the fact that it's a real family but, thing. Uh, I mean, they yeah, pick, it's like that. You wouldn't sell it show. to the pickers. No, I wouldn't sell it to the pickers. My my mom said when she gave me there's a there's a motorcycle toy up there that someplace that she said that uh, oh this thing's probably worth three hundred dollars. Don't ever give it to the goodwill. It's like no, I'm not going to give it to the goodwill. Not if it's a family. It. I, I also like the concept of what it's worth. So my my aunt used to run an antique shop when I was a kid. I'd work there Sundays. Mm-hmm. And you know, pe- people give it worth. It's not worth any. Some of not that's lovely, but but the the only reason that's worth that much is because there's somebody out there. There's a that wants it. That wants it. Yeah, to put next to a bunch of other ones. This is basic economics, but that's I, I've tried to say that to my parents. I'm basic guy. Yeah, that just dawned on me. We're simple women. I, I, I hate yeah, when something basic just men. dawned on me. I'm 50 years old. That I just got just value just dawned on me. It's a good thing I'm in comedy, sort of. Do you have do you, well because you travel around? So you've got a location in Britain. You've got a location. I got a new one in Britain, in London, which is nice. A place called Crouch End, where it turns out I really, really liked it right away. It took a lot of the stress off. What is it, Crouch End? It's it's North London, but you you can get out of the tube, and you have to take a bus. So just that about what is it, fifteen minute bus ride, yep. if. 
calms the whole town or the whole little village down because it's not right. Because you have to make that extra effort that, to live there. To live there. Just that little teeny extra way to bu- wait for a it bus. Cuts, it's like a little asshole filter. That's correct. Yeah. That's correct. Asshole filter. I'll have to remember. And for all those listening in Crouch End, uh, it's, it, most of them are comics. That's the weird part. That we all just sort of gravitated to it because now it's getting expensive. So now the comics are moving. Moving further out to find their own. Cool little so quiet Crouch place. Crouch a neighborhood. Yes. I thought it was like in, you know, Downton Abbey where, no. where there was the name of an actual house that you live no, in. I didn't. Oh, yes, the men of Crouch End. Yeah, yeah. No, even some of the shit houses have their own names in that country, which is – we used mm-hmm. to – I used to live in a council flat, like a, a, a renting like a welfare apartment. Council flat is it's like, like a, a welfare like apartment. The, housing the project, project, yeah, yeah. With, uh, with Arch Barker. We used to – this is in the 90s, late 90s, mm-hmm. and uh, – it had its own name, and it was an it was a you know a project apartment called Matheson Lang House. That's the great. Instead of a number, no number. Oh, it <laughs> just had its name, Matheson Lang House. That that is a, sort of an awesome address where it just Matheson Lang House, and then the name of the town, and that was it. Yeah, yeah, Matheson Lang House, uh, Waterloo, followed by a, a a W with an S in it or something like that. Well, the house where that truck came from, where my mother spent part of her childhood, and my grandmother. You know, lived until she was done. That town in Iowa is now called Lincoln, and you could just put the person's name and the town name if you were sending a letter there. That's fantastic. There a lot of we drove from Trump. There are a lot of Lincolns. He was popular. There, well, all the way here, there was at least ten ten Lincolns. Well, they call um, the I think it's Highway eighty is they call I think the Lincoln Highway or the Lincoln Highway is right adjacent to that, and it goes through. The whole middle of the country, and so every time you get off, there's Lincoln Boulevard or Lincoln Road. But, Maybe. but Lincoln was a popular president. But this Lincoln, Iowa, where my mo- mom is from, is uh, used to be called Berlin until. Um, oh yeah, we had the Hitler same thing in Canada. Like, yeah, well, we're going to change that. There's still a swastika, Ontario. Swastika, swastika, and quite a ways up north in mm-hmm. in Canada, in Ontario, the province I'm from, mm-hmm. which was called swastika. Well before the Second World War, and their attitude was, "Well, it's a good swastikas are a good thing. We're not changing because of that one fella." Yeah, we'll straighten you yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, it's a good thing. So we're going to wait. And then you can see old pictures of hockey teams, and they're like the swastika leaves or something. Oh man! And I'll be corrected, but yeah, there's this. And, and Kitchener, Ontario, used to be New Berlin, and they changed that during the Second World War. But so it's Kitchener, very English, and so it's Oktoberfest. So they have, they have this traditional yeah, yeah. German thing in October. In well, but, that, but that's but that's also that part of Iowa was a lot of Germans, and the thing was they were trying to send a message to like we are not those kind of Germans. Yeah, we yeah, American. Yeah, we're we're from Germany, but yeah. we're American. We're willing to hand over our uh, our previous names of things. Yeah, Berlin. We don't. We're not married to that. Yeah, yeah. It was good for my dad. Loved it, but he's gone. So yeah, well, give us a name. We'll 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 be that name. We can roll with it. Washington. So what I was going to ask you, because you've got all these places and you're a vagabond, you're a minstrel, you're a vagabond, you're traveling the world. And And I do have a bag that sort of looks like one of those. But you're here for two months in Los Angeles. Yes. So this is not going to be the last time I'm going to see you. No. If your wife will drive you. (laughs) If my wife will drive me to comedy clubs. I found out there's a bus near my house. Apparently, or tra- some kind of train. I looked at the map. What's the name of the place where you're staying in L.A.? Where are we again? Highland Park. Highland Park. Highland Park. Which sounds 
great. It is. It's a nice working class. Yeah, it's far from here. A uh, bus from there to here could be the better part of a day. Well, well, You're that, not going back I'm not, that night. What? You're sleeping over. I'm well, glad you like this room. Well, I could, in a minute, I could, it's so cluttered. I could I could sleep here. I'd feel you like just a rat. You up on the floor. We'll go out and have that same night of drinking that Tom stayed and Nigel and I had, and you're going to love sleeping in here. <laughs> you won't even know. You don't even realize oh, what no. happened. Oh, no. No, that's why I brought the the messes. But the uh, but the traveling, How do you have a lot of possessions, or how? what's your... Not really. Yeah. You got uh, no, no, I... I uh, no, you, you you wouldn't do that well by robbing me. Well, but comedians, I would say, as a rule, generally know how to pa- travel light. I, pack I light. can pack pretty small. I can bring one bag and go away for three months. Yeah. And do you do in, in uh, Britain or internationally, is there a, like here in the States, if you're a comic, you're bringing your CDs or your T-shirts or whatever. You're selling a few items after the show. But if you're if you're off on a... Oh, I don't have any of that stuff. Any of that. I'm a, I, no, I've never... It's ridiculous. Yeah. Everyone I know bugs me. <laughs> Everyone Tells you I know. need to get that. So, well, you definitely should be making CDs. Yeah, so but that, you know what you see, stuff. Jake. That's an effort, and uh, I can't. Uh, I can't be bothered. I'll just. Right. I'll just. I'll just keep doing this until till I die, or, or or money falls on me from outer space. I don't. I. I, 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 I shouldn't be saying this with Elaine here because it is. Uh, it'll be an hour and a half drive back, and uh, I can hear the topics. Well, that's Already most of it. Through my head. But that's most of what I, when I'm going on the road. But when I think about doing what you're doing, one of the things that stops me or or would be hard for me is to be away from all my stuff, my things. Not that things in this room necessarily, but but you know your books and your your other clothes that you're not wearing on your oh, trip. Yeah, you know, I, to just yeah. be I off see where you're going. with your three pairs of pants and but anyway many ways it's like camping it's like i get to come home to convenience and i'm i and i i re uh i rekindle with with uh, convenience and look at that a hot meal look, look at i love this shirt why didn't i bring this shirt like it, it, i do enjoy that coming home is fantastic after months of big, yeah beer maybe big. that's it is the coming home part because mm-hmm. i do moan and bitch for like if i'm gone for two or three months the last week i'm a well the last week i'm actually excited the last month, the first part of that month, I'll get a little edgy. But so you're here for two months, so you're paying rent on a place in Crouch End. Yes. And you no, got- no, no. That was uh, when it's it's in a, like a somewhat like a boarding house. I see. I can book it when I when I'm there. I used to stay with uh, when Rich Hall lived out there. Permano used to stay at his place. Ah. Uh-huh. And uh, but uh, no, I just it's a little bed set. I would never. No, I'm renting a place in Toronto now and a place in. L.A. now. And is Toronto the place where the porch is? Because I've many of your tweets yes. are about the porch. Yes, because you only get two months of porch weather, really. Maybe mm-hmm. two and a half if you're lucky. Mm-hmm. I stretch it to three and a half because I, I smoke. So that's where I go to smoke. Well, and also that's coming from the Midwest, which is the closest thing we have to Canada in terms of kind of climate. I mean, or the upper U.S. That, yeah, it's that cold. Wintry place. Your pra- your, you get, I, bet, I bet your place is colder than our place. You get an appreciation for porch time. Like, I remember going through that four or five months of winter. The first day, it gets up to 40 degrees. People are out in their shorts playing Frisbee. Yeah. You know, so... That's like home. Yeah. Yeah. I so, love. what is the porch where you have your porch time what do you do you overlook a lake or is it a pretty just simple nope. you're outdoors smoking a cigarette uh, next to a gas station and across the street from a convenience store that's being torn down i'm actually watching them at the moment it's like watching a construction show they're going to be dismantling an old bar and uh, a little shit plaza 
and they're going to be putting condos. So that's my next two years or three years is watching. It's uh, not going to uh, take three years to build some condos. Well, you know, in the winter, they have to sort of stop. Do they? No, I think they kind of get it in. They get it built enough that then they can go inside and work inside for the during the winter months. But no, I don't think they stop anymore. I think they used to. They can't. You can't dig in the winter. But once they've dug out, so they'll the do that. And, well, yeah. So a year? Why am I? Okay, a year. No, I don't know. I'm no expert. We're moving anyway. I'm moving to Britain. They're waiting for that guy Maybe. to give up his lease. All right, and one guy won't give up his lease. I love that guy. Oh, in the in the building that they yeah, it's like that out. Bugs Bunny cartoon where they just have to. Why can't they, they kept this hole? They can't just buy him out. They, just, he, won't, he won't take it. He, he won't take it. No, he won't. He's he's either a lunatic or he's greedy. E- either way. Well, they could both be true. There's that highway. What was that? It's in Britain. A highway going Lord knows where. It separates into two and goes quite ways around because there's one guy that wouldn't move. And he's got his he's got his own exit. And he's got a little farm, an old British farmhouse. And you have to go. Yeah, you have to go around him. That's the thing that I do like about... The British is that they have a kind of a, a real strong sense of doing the right thing. That's one of the great things about Downton Abbey when you watch the first couple seasons. Anyway, that that a lot of the plot is about. Well, I just can't do that because it wouldn't be right. And it's like yeah, whether or not it's for the right reasons. The well, for the right reasons or not. But this person just said, "Well, I'm not going to sell you my farm for you to put in your road." And they said, "Well, all right, we'll just have to build the road around you." Here in the states, it would be like, "Well, we'll condemn it." We'll buy it from you for half what we were going to buy it from before, and uh, you can just go fuck yourself. Or threaten your family that no one will know about. No one will know that we're going to threaten your family because yes, we're we'll billionaires. Cancer. We'll yeah, give you cancer. Yeah, and we'll their cancer gun. You wouldn't be the first. Well, now I don't know. I don't know what you think about this fracking. Now we'll just <laughs> let's switch gears to fracking. Now I feel like that's we're letting corporations poison people's water. You know, we're giving people cancer so we can drive our cars. It doesn't really make sense as a trade-off. No, well, it's it's yeah. There's way too many billionaires now, so n- not enough people have a, a say. Billionaires have way more say. Way more say. I don't even think I could be a billionaire, though. I just I feel like it would be great to have all you, of that. You'd have to have the ability to crush and kill people because you can't you can't make the big B unless you know someone's getting killed. Do you ever do a show? You ever get hired to do one of these private shows, and it's rich, entitled people? Maybe it's maybe it's even a fundraiser where it's rich people. You're doing a show yes. where rich people and they look are down their nose at you. Money and. But they don't seem to be having fun. Like, this is their big night out. And it's sort of terrible. It's like, yeah, I'm happy to do my show and see all of you. And the ice sculpture is great. And the buffet, the food looks great. But you, these people are not having as much fun at their thing that they do. Well, they're, they're they're so much posturing, I imagine. Right. But they're not having as much fun as, as I see people having at the comedy right. club on a Saturday. Yeah. Right? The Beverly Hillbillies had fun because money fell on them. I think that's the route you have to go. If you want to have fun, you have to have money fall on you. Mm-hmm. You know, by inventing something through a mistake or, you know, or, but right. I, I think old money, uh, you see that a lot in Britain is uh, old money. There see breeds lunacy. Right? There seems to be a lot of like just odd rich people that sick. look and they look at other people like they're like, like pets. <laughs> like, aren't, aren't these, aren't these people funny? These silly little animals. Look, look at them. Look at them. Look, they're mowing my lawn. Look at you. I'm waving money. Look at you. Mow my lawn. Oh, it's lovely. But yeah, they don't seem to be. I, I just, I don't know if I would be a good, really super rich person. I don't think I could fly around in my private jet and only be talking to other super rich people all the time. No, you, that means you have, to, you have to either be friends with super rich people or you have to finance one of your friends to, 
you know, you have to have this posse of people who you're paying to be with you, who then that turns that that, See, that, that, that breeds lunacy there. Jackson, and they're it, telling you that, yeah, yeah. it's normal to have a, you're an amusement park with a bunch of children yeah. having a sleepover. And go ahead. Yeah, everybody shoots up painkillers yeah. to go to sleep. You should have a professional no man. You know? Instead, right. Yeah, the, just the 180 just comes in. And, to, and stop that. And maybe a quick slap. You would think. But you know what happens is you hire the professional no man. And the first guy you hire is really great at it. But he's a bit of a pain in the ass. And he's saying to no to a few things that you kind of feel like, look, that's that should be a yes or a maybe. And so you fire him. And you get the next guy who says yes to a few more things. But he's still pretty good at saying no. And then, But then there's, a, there's, there's always that one thing like, no, it's a good idea to rent the helicopter and go out for grilled cheese sandwiches. You know? well, only because he's, he's really hungry at that point. And the, no, he would normally say no, but Jesus, you know, I died really. Well, yeah, that's, I, that's I, the yeah. You keep firing the no guy until you finally get the guy who's like, yeah, well, we're drunk. So, of course, we're going to do that. <laughs> maybe more of a maybe man. Yeah. You know, let's think about it. Give it a day. Until finally you're just paying the guy who shoots you up with drugs that actually kills you. That's that's what you keep that's firing the, the that. no guy until finally you got a guy who's Christ. like, okay, you can trust me to put you to sleep with the yeah. narcotics. I need I, I need eight hours. Just can you, you just solid eight? Just give me a solid. I'll eight. tell you what. I trust you to shoot, shoot me, put me asleep with the anesthetic, and then you set your phone to wake you up, and then you shoot me with that the red one to wake me, me up. One. Blue one to go to sleep, and the red one to wake up. Okay, you got that? I'm gonna write it down. Because I know you're drunk also. <laughs> then that leads into a third sober guy you got to get. I know. Until finally you got people working for you that you don't even... Just give it up. That's why I wouldn't be... I don't understand how to be a rich person because no, no. this is how I would... It's way more complex money. now that I think about it. Mm-hmm. No, I'd rather find something like a big chunk of gold or a dime. I still think of that. What if I dug up a big chunk of gold? Do you, How much digging do you do? Because you got to... I don't do any... I, okay, trip. I'd have to trip... Yeah, on something that was clearly gold. Okay, that's great. But what about a meteor? <laughs> I think that's better because you wouldn't actually have to trip. It would just come hot right into your house, like all at once. Your couch is ruined. There's a little fire that you have to put out, and then you realize, oh my god, that's uh, plutonium. But, well, not plutonium. That's dangerous. But but but, but you'd have the yeah because you you would have it wouldn't be underground, so you could own it because it's in your house because they have mining rights. Right, yeah, I don't know. Can't be, I don't know where the hell are we going. This is weird. Are you piping something in here? <laughs> <laughs> well, I do have that fantasy about lottery tickets, but I don't buy lottery tickets. But it would be great to win the lottery. Sometimes I think, although, what would you do? This is how we'll wrap up. Because we've been... I don't know. Aren't you getting... Are you getting lottery? I don't know. Hundreds of millions of dollars to win. Because they're multi-state. Wow. Yeah. Have you bought any lottery tickets? No. It's a fun fantasy. I mean, for a dollar... You can pretend that you – because technically you do have a chance at, at hundreds of millions of dollars. Yeah, you know, I always I, – I, the one I do play, and not a lot, but I do every so – like once every few months. And they're only like two two bucks or four mm-hmm. bucks. Is You only get a thousand – you get a thousand bucks a week. That's the big prize. And for me, that's like, you know, oh, well, look, I could get another car or I could – Buy that nice lamp. Like it's nothing. It's it's not. It's not a life changer. I don't have to do that shit gig in Ottawa if I got an extra thousand bucks a week. Because that is the fan. That's my fantasy too. Of like, I don't need to be super rich, but if I just had a little bit more, I could. I could. I wouldn't have to sweat anything. Yeah, I could skip that one thing. 
that bugs me. But I could also, if if I you know ha- wanted to, I could turn down. You know, we could move to a place that was cheaper, and I could still have this room. I could recreate. This oh yeah, but room. You're, you're living like most men in, in, in the shittiest, smallest room. Yeah, this is. This I got. The, I got. The, I'm, I'm either next to the furnace downstairs, or on the porch. It's just nice to have a place of your own where yeah. you're in charge. Like That's I right. can bring anything well, in here. I can move it around. My wife comes in here. Th- she thinks it's absurd, but I can find the things that are in here. I know where they all are. I because I'm digging around in here, looking at them from time to time. Part squirrel. It hmm? It's like a squirrel thing. It is like being a squirrel. Yeah. I. Uh, so if you were rich, like if you got rich tomorrow, what would be what would be your power move? What would, what's your first like two three moves? Like tomorrow, you you get not super rich. You get a million dollars, a, a million bucks. Uh, uh, I don't. She, I'd give it to her. <laughs> no, you said you want bike cabin. Oh yeah, no, I'd get a. I could still. I could do that now. I'd it'd be just a much bigger cabin. But no, I would. I would get the smaller. I would get the cabin that I can afford now. Make that clear. I could buy a very shit little cabin right now. I would have on a thousand acres, so mm-hmm. no neighbors. I would pay for the to have no neighbors. Okay, and even that sounds pretty shitty because I'd probably go crazy. I no, I would give it to Elaine. I, my life is pretty perfect. I don't do a lot of stuff. I, I I'm, I'm I'm if anything overfed. Well, I feel like, and I, I only know Elaine a little bit from our meeting in Tennessee and then now today, but it seems like you have sort of the perfect no person because she doesn't seem like she's going to say no that often, but she drives you around and she helps you out. and She you know, says no quite often. I'll clear that up. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> so she denies that she says no. No, she's, she, no, she's perfect for me. Well, we've been together 28 years this month. And it's because we're a good team, and, and that, and the fact I've I've forgotten what I was like. Well, that, I don't know. I can't remember my pre Elaine years. You have a lot of jokes in your act. At least the last time I saw you about your marriage, and and they're they're sort of uh, rude. They, they, well, they're a little bit kind of giving your wife a hard time when, in fact, that you guys actually have a good. It's a good one. We we have a good. Yeah, I like to think the woman I talk about in my act is like Phyllis Diller's Fang, right. You know, it's, it's, it's just it's just a made up, based a little truth, as everything is. Right. We have but, your good but, moments, but in your mostly bad just moments, ridiculousness yeah. that I, I I pin on some mythological woman. It is funny though how you forget what you were like before you were married. Having a can't person. remember a bit. Probably I nope. It's gone. I was watching a show, you know, the comic before me the other night, and he was asking someone, like a rhetorical thing to get into a thing that he was going to talk about, but something about something like, are you good in bed, you know? And I started to think about, like, am I good in bed? I don't even know if I'm good in bed. I mean, I'm good enough. My wife, everything seems to be fine. But she I mean, hasn't been not, giving me books or nothing. But I'm not trying to, I'm not, you know, like when you're single and you're meeting new people and you're trying to... Well, you're you practicing. Know, you're trying to do a good job, and you're. Do, I mean, I'm still trying to do a good job. I guess I'm. I, I, I gave up. My wife never listens to this, so I'm. Like, no, I'm borderline flaccid now. I just like to lay down. You know what? I, I like soup. <laughs> soup is good food. Soup that is for the nice hot soup. Yeah, it's for with a bun sometimes. Yeah, if you're feeling crazy. <sighs> Sounds good. Yeah. See. See, All right. Let's go for soup. Let's go for soup. And uh, I'm going to show you something online, tinyhouses.com. I don't know if you've looked at these before. No. But this, I feel like you could be 
susceptible to my master plan where we all move someplace and have these tiny houses. So Can you stand up in them? Yeah, sure. No, they're not a tiny house, is it? Interview. <laughs> 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 okay. All right. I'm going to let you have the last one. Okay. All right. I'll take it. I like a high five. Do you like oh, a high five? Who doesn't like a high five? There we All go. Right. All right. It's just happening. Well, there you have it, ladies and ladies and gentlemen. That was this week's Jake This of Jake Johansson podcast. It's not quite over because I'm still talking, aren't I? You're still listening. Hey, thanks for listening. And don't give up. Remember, there'll be plenty of time to give up later. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Mike Wilmot and his lovely bride, Elaine, who you, who you could hear speaking a couple of times. She spoke a little bit more of that. But she was very shy. She's very shy and demure. But, in fact... She's a naughty lady who can keep a secret, right? I think she said that that would be a compliment if I said that about her. She's terrific. And uh, if you ever meet Mike and you get to meet her, tell them I said hello. And high-five yourselves. Until next week, bye-bye.